0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I was getting an oil change for the church car last week. And by the garage that was across the street, I saw a sign that said, free brake check. Stop by if you can. That gave me a laugh and it gave me pause to reflect on the theme of all our readings of the past couple weeks. The readings from the letter of Paul to the Romans has been all about sin and not sin as some kind of man-made, moralistic, naughty and nice list. But the original meaning of sin, our flawed state of being, our separation from God. Paul makes this bold confession about his battle with sin in the seventh chapter of his letter. I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I don't do it. But what I hate to do, I do that instead. Paul is saying that sin runs deeper than our will. It's out of our full control. It's like we're in a car with bad brakes. How can we stop to get them fixed? One of my favorites, a legendary country singer and committed Christian, Johnny Cash, sang a song called The Beast in Me which encapsulates our problem with sin. Though often disguised, there's a beast in all of us. And I see this beast emerge in a lot of ways in my life. I will share with you just a small but important one. This past Monday, July 4th, lightning struck our church and knocked out just about everything, internet, phones, alarm panels, remote door, sprinkler systems, Video cameras and live streams, which is why I am now—the uh, original sermon was not recorded, and I am giving it to you now. But I spent the entire couple of weeks uh, with helpers and volunteers fixing these things, and I still have a week or so to go. I, of course, know that these problems aren't the fault of Verizon, of Piper, Fire Safety, or Duke Energy, and it's certainly not the fault of the poor customer service people that are unfortunate enough to speak with me on the phone i try to be patient i try to be kind i'm a priest after all but i have so little patience and little compassion for people who can't help me and i can even be quite nasty when mistakes are made this is not what i want to do or who i want to be but i do it anyway that's just a small example from my life i have bigger ones and surely you have small and big examples of St. Paul's profound psycho-spiritual insight that I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I don't. What I hate to do, I do that instead. He also says, the will is strong, but the flesh is weak. My brakes are bad, but I can't stop. Jesus gives us one more powerful metaphor and illustration for our struggle with sin. But different from the examples I've given and anyone else's, Jesus' leads us toward a solution. First, though, he powerfully illustrates our struggle with sin through a story. And he says that our plight is like a man who plants good seed in a field. And he expects that a nice crop will grow up with good fruit. Well, the plants do come up, but interspersed with them and threatening to choke them are a bunch of nasty weeds. How did this happen? How did they get there? Who did this? We often interpret this parable as referring only to the battle of good and evil out there in the world, that the world is God's garden. It was created for good trees and good fruit, but an enemy has sowed seeds and brought forth much evil in this world. That's apparent and that's true. But a deeper interpretation is that the garden with the weeds is not just out there in the world. The garden with the weeds is within each of our hearts. And each of us really and truly tries to plant good seed in our lives, to do good for our family and others, to come to church, to pray, and to help our brothers and sisters. This is good and necessary. But mature Christians, alas, know that however much good we sow alongside it, Always comes the weeds. Paul was the greatest apostle of Christ who ever lived. He prayed fervently, worked miracles, and started churches. He spoke courageously before kings and rulers and governments. He was tossed into prison. He was beaten and stoned for his commitment to Christ. He was a saint, but nonetheless, he found that for all the good seeds he planted, so many weeds had sprung up infighting and jealousy and hatred and greed peppered through all of his letters to the faithful he was a saint who found that the more good he did the more weeds the evil one would plant threatening to dishearten and discourage him our lord however provides a simple but profound solution to our struggle with evil and with sin he bids us he begs us not to overreact To evil, not to try and tear out the weeds in the world or the weeds in our hearts. Because if we do, we might damage the good, which is so fragile in us and so mixed in with the bad that we can hardly tell the difference. In fact, Jesus bids us not to pay any attention to what finally blooms forth and grows in our gardens and in our lives because the results are not really in our control. What is ours to do is simply. To sow forth as much good and as much love as we possibly can, knowing that we will fall short, but trusting in the abundant mercy and provisions of God. For it is then up to God to decide ultimately what is wheat, wheat and what is weed, what is good and what is bad. For only God sees into the heart, and only through God can we nurture the good and neutralize the bad by his good will and in his good time. So then let us not be discouraged or disheartened by the sad state of the world today, the weeds threatening to overrun and choke out God's good garden. And let us not be discouraged or disheartened by the sad state of our own efforts to accomplish good. Which the more we try, sometimes the harder it gets. This is all somehow part of God's plan to do with us what we can't possibly accomplish on our own. We need a break job, but have no brace. We try for beauty, but as often we're the beast. We sow good seeds, but end up with weeds. Yet our Lord promises that by his grace and by our faith, he will help us pump the brakes, tame the beast and pluck the weeds, growing to our full potential as his beloved children, now and always and unto the ages of ages, amen.